You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, the number one podcast for bow hunting product information and hunting stories from across the nation. And now, here's your nine-fingered host, Dan Johnson. Here we go. We are back in the saddle again for another week of awesome podcasts, and today we're going to talk about a topic that... Over the years, I have struggled with, and that is my form and accuracy as an archer. And I think that's something that actually everybody at some point in time struggles with. If you listen to um, the podcast on Friday with T-Bone, he talked about even as good of an archer as he is, he struggles with it. So if you're a novice all the way up until to a professional archer, I think it's something that everybody struggles with is you know, from what I hear. And today we're going to be talking about a product that might help solve a little bit of your form issues. And that would be to create another anchor point on your arm. And uh, Steady Form is a product that screws into your bow and it allows you to, I, I guess, maintain a little bit more left and right control. So I picked up the phone and I called Nick Albanese. He is the inventor and owner of the company and here's what he has to say. But before we get into the interview, I want to let everyone out there know that Exodus Trail Cameras, one of the partners of this show, has decided to offer $20 off if when you're getting ready to go purchase a trail camera online, if you enter the code nine fingers and that's the number nine fingers nine f-i-n-g-e-r-s when checking out you're going to receive twenty dollars off the purchase of that trail camera so everybody needs to go over there and uh, check it out at exodusoutdoorgear.com and uh, enter the code number nine fingers the number nine nine fingers before you uh, check out and you'll receive $20 off. So let's get to the podcast. On the show with me now is Nick Albanese from Steady Form. How's it going today, Nick? Very good, Dan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. I tell you what, walking up and down the, the, the halls, I guess, or the, the, 
yeah, I guess you call them the halls of the ATA show. You run across a lot of different products, and uh, I'll be completely honest with you. I am, I was, I'm jacked to get you on the show because historically I don't have very good form. So right. any anything that I can do to help me with better form and better accuracy is I'm, I'm excited about. So sure, we're going to talk about that here in a second. But just like I do with all the guests before we get started how was your 2015 hunting season my season was awesome uh, i ended up taking uh, my largest whitetail buck yet of my career which is in my home state of new jersey and he scored out at 161 which is a big buck here i mean for all over but for new jersey that's that's a heck of a buck to take and I was able to self-film the whole hunt, which made it extra special. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah. how, how old do you think he was? I'm going to estimate him at five and a half uh, years old. Nice. Um, but uh, then we went out to Kansas, and I took a, a beautiful 10-point there. Um, kind of a cold buck, but yet still a beautiful buck. So I had a great season. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, anytime you can spend time in the tree stand is a perfect season in my book. So, Oh, I agree. And the cherry on top, if you laid down two real good bucks, hell, that's good. <laughs> you better believe it. So, so, all right. Steady form. Um, you are the inventor and the owner of the company, correct? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, why don't we start at the very beginning? When did you have this idea and how, I guess, what's the concept and, and the timing behind it, behind that? Go ahead and tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, the way I came, the way Steady Form actually came about was, um, it wasn't necessarily that I had bad form. So the product isn't for just people that have bad form. It's for everybody. So what was the situation I was in was, you know, I can target shoot and I maintain form and I had time to think and go down the checklist and fire away. But the issues that I caught myself in every once in a while was while I was hunting. While I was hunting, whether I was in a tree stand or I was in a ground line, you know, my form wasn't put together. Naturally, it's just, it's almost impossible to have perfect form while being in a tree stand or a ground line. So what I was trying to figure out was, how do I mimic form without having form? And what I realized was that having an anchor point for your hand is gonna control your left and right hits because my peep is gonna control my up and down hits. So no matter what I did by putting the steady form on, building it the way it is, what it's going to do is allow you to give yourself an anchor point for the exact amount of palm that you want on that riser. What that's going to do is alleviate chances of torquing the riser. Gotcha. So by now having an anchor point in the, in, in the rear and having one in the front, no matter how off my form was, as long as my anchors were lined up, I was going to shoot accurately. So that's how the thought process came about. What I didn't realize is how many extra benefits the study form would give somebody along the way. Okay. How many, uh, I guess, prototypes did you go through to, to find the, the perfect or what you consider, considered 
I guess I can now start selling this to people. Right. Well, I never intended for it to be a company or to sell product. So I went through about three or four prototypes until I had it built perfectly for me. What would happen was a bunch of my friends saw it and throughout time would ask me, you know, why did you put that there? And I would explain it to them and they would say to me, yeah, but you, you know, we've, we've watched you shoot targets. You're amazing. I said, I get that. I'm not worried about shooting targets. What, what, what I need to be protected is when I'm in the tree stand. You know, that's, this became my insurance policy to give me proper hand placement and prevent form breakdown. So with trying it with other people, putting it on their bows, they were getting instant results. I mean, they started tightening up their groups and shooting longer ranges. So I started building them for my friends. So I actually used this product for three or four years before I decided to even go for patents or start a company. How many, how long was, I mean, how many people contacting you did it take to say, okay, well, I might have something here that I need to start making a little money off of? Uh, within about a dozen people of, of all trying the product, and I saw what it did instantly to their grouping on targets, I knew I had something good. Okay. I knew I was going to. I was going to take um, take this on, but I also knew that I was trying to break into an industry that's been established for however long, hundreds of years, right. with something so completely different than saying, here's something that's going to really benefit you. Gotcha. And I guarantee it. You know, So I knew I had a, a heck of a job ahead of myself doing this. Right. But now- I, I decided to push forward anyway. So knowing knowing that you kind of had a, a little bit of a, a journey in front of you to not only, you know, introduce the product, but educate people on how to use it, um, right. what kind of resistance did you get back from the industry? I mean, did you get the typical – I just feel that anytime something new comes into the industry, it instantly gets the – it's a gimmick label. It, oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, I mean, that is something that I dealt with and I still deal with because there's people afraid to try the product in their mind. They shoot so much that they'll never benefit off of it. But what they don't realize, it's a hunting tool first and foremost. Okay. So when guys are like, well, if I just practice all the time, you know, I'll have no use for that. Okay, well, you let me know when you can practice under pure adrenaline in awkward situations. Right. It's impossible. So it benefits everybody. And when I say that, some guys' egos get a little sparked up. And it's not me saying that you're a bad shot. All I'm saying is you will benefit from it. I guarantee it. I know at the minute you put it on your bow and start shooting. Anything that, any range, your effective range that you shoot now, you will increase it by 20 yards with the same effectiveness. It is guaranteed it's got no choice because you've given yourself an anchor point for palm. Perfect hand placement every single time. I adjust it to my level on my bow, and then I remove my levels. That's one less thing I have to look at when I'm hunting. Right. 
because let's face it, how many guys actually look at their levels while they're hunting? Yeah. I have one on my site and I don't. <laughs> no, I don't yeah. use it. And, and it's 99% of the guys, you know, because right there at that moment, what you're thinking of is distance and getting your shot off. Mm-hmm. That's the two things you're thinking of. All the form and, and stuff like that, you're not even thinking of that. Number one, it's not there to exist, so it's impossible. But what people don't realize, at full draw, at full draw, the hand that's on that riser, you start turning it left or right, you're controlling the tip of the arrow. Yeah. By taking that out of the equation, it's a no-brainer. It's bulletproof. So does that little crescent moon piece rest yep. right on right on your forearm? Yes, it does, but you don't want to adjust it with pressure. Okay. The only time I see people put pressure on that, because if you put too much pressure, you can actually apply torque in the opposite direction. Gotcha. So you don't want it to be pushing against your arm so the bow's tilted in a, in a different position. You want it just wretched, just touching like an anchor point would. Okay. That's all you you want to feel it so that when you come to full draw, it's there. If for some reason you put the wrong amount of palm, it's going to push against your arm and stop that bow from torquing. So my next my the next question is for for the skeptics or for some of the other um, people who may think that this particular product means less practice. Right. Is that something? I've heard that. I mean, do if I buy this and I shoot it a couple times, am I going to say, "Hey, you know what? I don't need to practice as much anymore no. because it's a tool that helps me." No. Okay. Nope. Nope. That is not the case. You know, practice is the key. You know, building those shoulder muscles, muscle memory in your in your hand, and everything else plays a factor in all this. Um, I never ever tell guys, oh, well, once you do that, what you will notice, though, for the guys that don't shoot as much, is you might put your bow down for a few months and pick it back up, and it'll shoot exactly the way you left it. But that's only because you're following anchors from the back to the front now. That's not going to assist you into wanting to shoot longer ranges with tighter groupies, because at that point, you don't have any you know, the muscle in your shoulders of holding that bow back not there, there would be a lot of fatigue real quick. So then without, you know, while you're getting fatigued, then you're not going to be able to group much. Right. So I don't, I don't condone that at all. You know, um, practice is a must. What you will find out though, is with this product, you will shoot more accurately and you'll want to shoot more often. Because it's funner. Everybody likes to drill from long distances. Exactly. Okay. Now, you mentioned this is a hunting tool, all right? So I practice all summer in a T-shirt, and Mm -hmm. this product, you know, the the steady form's laying right across my forearm bare skin. Now, I get into October, November. Now, I'm wearing a long sleeve sweatshirt, maybe a coat, maybe an insulation layer. So now... That's a little thicker by maybe an inch or, you know, however many is, is it, is it adjustable that way? Or is it something that you have to practice in those layers to be more, to be more effective? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So when you're going from bare arm to fall clothing, you'll realize there is no adjustment because if you ever took your clothing and squeezed it between your two fingers as tight as you can, you'll realize it's it's going down to almost less than a 16th, say. Okay. So it, by leaving it just touching on your arm in bare skin with fall clothing, there's no adjustment. It'll sit a little bit more snug. Okay. Now, when you get into late season heavy clothing, it's going to depend on the density of the material. So I have a, a little stipulation inside the thing saying, in the instruction saying, I would shoot it first. If you do need to adjust it, it's a simple adjustment, and every bow is going to adjust the same way. You're going to loosen it up and tilt it inward towards the string about a sixteenth of an inch. Okay. That's it. So I usually mark mine. This way, if for some reason I drop it or whatever, it, it moved on me. I know exactly where to go back to, but I, the main reason I mark it is because if I move it for my late season clothing, I know exactly where I have to adjust it to go right back to. Okay. Yeah. So how, how long out of the package is it going to take a guy? Let's, I guess let's just get right into the installation of this thing. Sure. What, what does it take and how? Is it universal for all bows, that kind of stuff? To, yep. to get this thing on your bow and shooting. Okay. It is universal for all bows and it is ambidextrous. So one, it'll sit, it'll fit both lefty or righty. It takes about three to five minutes to install it. Now it has multiple mounting options. So that's the key to pick exactly which way you want to mount it first, whether you want to come off of the front of your riser or you want to come off your string stop. So there's two rods in that package, a long and a short. In the, I should say in the Pro Series, in the original, it only mounts off of the front. But in the Pro Series, there's two rods, a long and a short. So if you were coming off of the front of the bow, you'd come with the long rod back. If you were going off of your string stopper, you would use the short rod. So there's an L bracket that you're either going to use off of the front or off of the string stop. So once you determine where you want to put that L bracket, you're going to know exactly which rod you're going to use. You're going to bolt the steady form to it. You know, you slide the rod onto the string stop rod, or I'm sorry, you slide the L onto the string stop rod. Now you take the, the short rod with a steady form mounted to it, slide it in there and just snug it down. Now don't tighten from there, all your adjustments are going to be off of the L bracket. Because once you lock the steady form down to the rod, you no longer have to loosen it because you can adjust everything from the L, whether you want to tilt it down for up and down. If you want to tilt the steady form in and out, you could do that all from, the, from there. So what I like to do is it works best with two people. So let's just say it was me and you, and I put it on there loosely, roughly to where I thought it looked somewhat right. I'd have you come to full draw, take your position, and just hold and relax to exactly how you hold that bow and feel most comfortable. 
from there, I would set the study for him and tighten it down. So with two people, it's really fast. But for one guy, he'll tighten it down a little bit, take a couple shots, and he'll feel if there's pressure there. But the best way to adjust before you start shooting is every time you come to full draw, when you put that steady form on, just check your level. The level will tell you how to adjust the steady form. All right. Just, it's pretty simple, believe it or not. It sounds a little confusing because I tried telling you about the multiple options, but the reality of it is it's, it's a very simple tool to put on the bus. Now, how much adjustment? I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the product right now. How much mm-hmm. adjustment on that crescent left or right needs to be made? And if let's say I'm shooting, if I'm shooting left constantly or, or right constantly or something like that, and you're saying that this this product's going to help me once I get it on and adjusted properly, what is is there a lot of minor little I guess adjustments that need to be made or is it, or do you have to train yourself to shoot different? No, you don't train yourself. You okay. want the steady form to accommodate your exact form you've always had. Okay. Don't try to accommodate the product. Okay. What you will notice, you'll never shoot right with it. If anything, when you put it on, you'll shoot a couple inches to the left. And what that means is you've applied too much pressure to the arm. So you want to back it off and go towards the string, like inward to the bow. Okay. It's impossible for you to shoot right because then you're going to hit, you're going to get string slack. You follow what I'm saying? That'll yep. never happen because the steady form is there to, to prevent all that. In order for you to get string slack, that steady form would have to be way in front of the strings and not even be a factor. Okay. So you'll never see it shoot right. If anything, you'll see it shoot left. And from there, you want to tilt it inward. Now, every 16th of a tilt is a lot more downrange. So that's why I say what's key is to, before you start shooting it, adjust it to your level of your sight. The level will tell you the story. From there, if it's comfortable, it feels right, and your level is squared off, and you shoot, if you don't shoot exactly where you were aiming, then you would adjust your sight. Okay. Because what that's going to tell you is that maybe you were shooting with a little bit too much palm on that riser prior to that. Is this is this something where you want the steady form to be firm against your arm or just touch your arm? You want it when you're when you're like in a t-shirt or, or a sweatshirt, you want it just touching. This way, when you add layers, there's no adjusting involved. Okay. It's going to push that down. Because like I said, if you took your clothing and put it between your two fingers and pinched down, you'll realize how thick that clothing is. It's not much. Right. Okay. So I guess the next question that comes to my mind is weight. Um, yep. I know you have, it's, you have two different series. You got your, your original and your pro series. What, yep. what is this, uh, product made out of? It's all aircraft aluminum. Okay. Both, Sorry. both the original and the pro series. Yes, sir. Okay. So what's the difference then? 
Okay, the difference is the original is a little bit of a larger product. Okay. So it altogether stands at about four and a half ounces. Okay. The Pro Series will cut you down to about three ounces. All right. So it's a little lighter in weight, and it's a little bit more of a compact design. Now, when you get the package, it might feel a little bit heavier because you've got multiple rods in there. You've got the Allen keys. Everything's in that package. But once you actually take it out and assemble it, it's only a matter of ounces. Okay. Yeah. So, so with it being aluminum, right, and yep. I, I'm the kind of guy, I beat the shit out of my equipment, all right? I mean, right. like, and so I need something that's durable and that's going to stand up. If I'm walking through the timber and drop it or, mm-hmm. um, you know, bump it against a tree or, you know, catch it, I always do this. I'm pulling my bow up to my tree stand and I catch it on right. one of my tree stand steps and yep. is it is it going to hold up to that abuse or is that something that you not, might want to check every once in a while if you are in fact kind of hard on your equipment no it's going to hold up to that view that abuse no okay. doubt about it there's no plastic parts in there everything is aluminum to the set screw being metal what I do is I once I've found my sweet spot and I've got my steady form adjusted, I actually take glue, my fletching glue, and I'll put a dab on the top of the threads where it meets the wall, just like a little dot, so that they can never back out unless I want to put the Allen key in there and break that dot. Okay. You know, or you could put lock Loctite inside it, but it's easier to put the dab on the outside so that you don't ever have to worry about those set screws backing out. But the way it's designed, it is so durable. It's going to take a lot to hurt that product. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So I draw back, I'm getting ready yeah. to shoot. And as hunters, the most important thing, you know, everybody thinks that, Hey, if I let, you know, if I don't have a stabilizer or string dampeners, there might be some additional noise. What's the noise? Is this going to add noise to it? Is it going to help reduce noise? Any Anything like that? It will not add an ounce of noise. Okay. All right. It's not going to reduce any existing noise, but it's definitely not going to add any. Okay. Yeah. So there's not going to really be a balance. My next question was going to be about balance, but because yeah. you're using it as a second anchor point, it, it is affecting the balance, but in a way where, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in a way uh, that's going to actually benefit you, right? Sure. Because it won't allow you to camp that riser. Okay. okay. You're going to actually adjust it to the level on your site so that that bow is square every single time. Right. So, when someone buys this and they're saying they 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 get it and you know they're they're doing something they may or may not do something wrong i know guys like this okay they oh, buy, i get them they, i get them yeah they they buy product then they go oh this is a piece of shit it don't work well maybe right. because they're not doing it right what are some of the complaints that come into your customer service of uh, what they're doing wrong what i've seen there for one out of every say twenty, I'll get someone to contact me and say, you know, it doesn't work. And what I'll ask them to do is send me a picture of it mounted on their bow. Okay. And when they do, 
you'd be surprised how many people install it wrong. Right. It's improperly installed. Because what I tell everybody is, this product cannot make you worse. It'll only make you better. So if for some reason it's worse, that means you've installed it improperly. Okay. Now, I've got videos up on YouTube and my website to help aid in that. But I also make myself available for anybody. So I can troubleshoot them just through pictures. I can tell it right off the bat. Once soon as I see the pictures, I can tell it's wrong. And I'll tell them exactly what to do. And they'll come back the following day after shooting it and thanking me for it. So what are those what are those things that they're doing wrong during installation? What they're doing is they're putting the steady form on backwards so that that arc is kind of on the outside of the arm. Ah, yeah. Okay. You follow what I'm saying? Right. And then and I, and if you look at now, if you put the the opposite way, it's got to be on the inside of your arm. Mhm. But it has adjustability where you can turn that arc to be more on the bottom or more on the side. So what I think is people that adjust it to more on the bottom, if they see somebody that has it, they're assuming that the steady form goes around the opposite way, but it doesn't. Okay. It's all got to go where the arc is on the inside of your arm. From there, you can adjust it down. Now, I've also seen guys put it on like that and then just take the arc off because you can unscrew the arc to come off. And I've seen them flip that around by itself so that it's anchored more on the, completely on the bottom of the arm and it's acting like a rifle in a tripod. Uh, so your arm would be resting in it. Exactly. Okay. And that kind of takes, seems- and that takes away from the whole purpose of it because you're saying that this is going to help your peep site helps with up and down and this yep. is going to help with the left and right. Right. Okay. But it's, it's not it's not taking away from it. It's just a different anchoring position. Gotcha. Whatever the case is, it's going to allow that palm to go into that rise in the same exact way. Okay. So when somebody gets this and they start shooting and they start shooting, is there any type, you know, is there is there something that happens to where – I guess that they 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 maybe forget about another, you know. I, I guess I'm trying to think of. Okay, so you shoot, you shoot, you shoot. You have your repetition and your muscle memory. Yeah. Is yeah. is this going to change that muscle memory at all, or a, allow you to have to think about make you know making that extra contact point? No, no. Nope, it'll feel once you've shot it and drew about 20 or 30 arrows through there, you won't even realize it's there anymore. Okay. It just becomes part of the bow. It's like it disappears. And what it's going to do is build proper muscle memory. All right. Because your hand is going in the same position every time. Oh, yeah. So some guys will use it as a training aid prior to shooting, you know, um, sanctioned shoots. Because they could put it on their bow and give themselves training for muscle memory and then take it off and go in the shoot because it is illegal in sanctioned shoots. Oh, really? It's deemed an unfair advantage, yes. Huh. So if it is illegal in an archery tournament, then mm-hmm. 
you would think that it it's got to work. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because in the beginning, when guys, well, even me, myself, when I started promoting steady farming, guys asked me, is it illegal in tournaments? I said no. Because I didn't consider it a stabilizer. I considered it more of an anchor point, but yet it is some sort of stabilization for the bow. But I considered it more of an anchor point, and when they showed up, they were making them take them off the bows. Huh. I said, no way. And then I was contacted back then. I'm going back about four years, and they deemed it as an they said it's an unfair advantage. I, and I and I started to go back and forth a little bit, but my my main thing was, you know, it's a hunting tool first and foremost. Yeah, right. you know, um, what you may claim to be an unfair advantage is totally an advantage for me in the field. Right. All right. So next question here is, where's this product made? Right here in the USA, right in my hometown in New Jersey. Gotcha. Everything, all the aluminum is machined Every, and everything's from the U.S. Everything's from here. Perfect. Down to the cards, to the clamshells, it's all here. Nice, nice. So yeah. what are we running for as far as a price price point is concerned for some of these? Okay. If you go into the original, it's eighty nine for an original study form. If okay. you go into the Pro Series model, which has got more machining involved to make it a lighter unit. It's got multiple rods. That runs $129.99. Okay. And I back it with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So anybody that purchases it directly from me, I give a 30-day money-back guarantee. And I also back it with a lifetime of parts. So for some reason, I've had guys call me. You know, I, I by mistake, it was my fault. You know, I, I, I bent the rod. No problem. Give me your address. Okay. And I would send them a new one. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. No questions asked. You know, I, I'm starting to hear a lot of that in the, you know, for not all products, but um, it, it sounds like it's a, a trend that's taking off is helping the customer at all, all everything necessary. I know, like, um, I think Elite Archery will send you a bow. Right. If yours is getting fixed anywhere you're at, you know, you got to you're sending them parts at no charge or any time like that. And that's right. that's a trend that I, I see, like kind of taking off in the hunting industry is just taking care of people. And I, I know that as hunters, we you know, and archery people, you know, archers, we love that. Absolutely. What what people don't know or what I try to explain to people is I am a consumer before I am a manufacturer. It's always been like that with me. So I don't mind paying for something as long as it's quality and I have some sort of backing to it just in, you know, just in case, you know, I was also told when I first came into this industry by some, some companies, um, you know, how come I didn't put more plastic parts on it? Well, because I don't want to do that because what it's, you know, that L bracket's in a plastic and it gets cold and it snaps for whatever reason. Well, how do you expect people to rebuy? And that's when I sat down and told those guys then at that time, I'm a consumer before I'm a manufacturer. I built this thing to be quality. It's not about how many times they're going to rebuy. It's about buying something that's 
structurally built right, American-made. Now, if you choose to run your company that way, it's totally fine with me. But I'm not going to sit there and tell you what you need to do, so don't tell me what I need to do. Right. I mean, also as a consumer, if you heard a company say that, okay, you know, oh, steady form, yeah, they they use plastic parts, so when it breaks, we can charge the customer more. Exactly. That's that's bull crap. And then yeah, absolutely. Oh man, as you know, just you know, so I've I've heard so much stuff in the back end of it, you know, in the past four years that, you know, being on the outside prior to this, you know, this this picture that I assumed of how this industry worked was not what I was seeing on the backside. So when I came into it, I decided to be that picture so that if anybody needed me or parts or whatever, there would not be a question about it. That's good. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be like that because the industry is not that big. So you want to be able to accommodate as many people as you can, you know, and, and stand for what you believe in. So I'm not one of those guys that hides behind this product. I'm very visual. I'm very active on Facebook answering questions. Um, dealing with guys that want to call it a gimmick. You know, I don't just sit back and just let it do its thing. Right. I'm in there in social media talking with everybody because I don't have anything to hide from. Right. So when, um, other than the website, uh, is there, are there places that you, uh, a consumer can find your you know, they can find your yeah. uh, product. Where Are you in some big box stores or are you um, in the mom and pop shops? Where are you at? I'm, I'm in some mom and pop shops. Um, it's hard to tell which ones they are because I sell to a distributor, which is named, which is called Kinsey's. Gotcha. Kinsey's supplies to a lot of the mom and pop shops. Now, unless they call me direct, I, I'll know who they are, which I have a little dealer's locator list on my website with about a dozen dealers that have contacted me direct. But if they don't contact me and they go through Kinsey's, I'll never know which shops have it because that's their list. I just send it to them in bulk and they distribute out from there. Right. Okay. Now, anybody could go into a mom and pop shop and if it's not there, they can ask for it, whether they get it through me or Kinsey's because Kinsey's supplies to so many of these shops. Right. Right. So then the last question is, and you know, some people, they can afford it and they can just blow, mm-hmm. you know, they can, they can spend any type of money, but then there's the yeah. guys who they may have it. Let's say they have $130. They're, right. they got their bow already set up and they're just like, man, I really think this product might work, but, you know, I could use it to buy, you know, some mineral or, or some trail camera batteries or some other yep. things that I might need or you know, a new, you know, whatever a, a hunting product is for a, that you can get for 130 bucks. Why sure. should, why should they consider a steady form? Well, I spend, you know, from my personal Views. I spend way too much time 
in preparation for the season, um, I spend so much money in minerals and everything else and buying dozens of arrows that to deny myself of an insurance policy, how I like to think of it, would be foolish. Now, I can't force people into buying it because they'll say, well, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of expensive. And I'll say, well, you could buy a matching quiver for your bow to hold arrows that does absolutely nothing for the same amount of money. So I would rather put my money into knowing that I have consistent hand placement on the front of that bow, which is steering that arrow, so that every arrow I let go is going to be money in the bank. Makes makes a lot of sense. You know, it's not fair to you or the animal that you're pursuing because you might get that one shot. That one shot might be the biggest buck of your life or your first deer or whatever trophy it might be. And something go wrong because it's improper hand placement. That $130 is nothing anymore. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. You know, can't kill a, I mean, you can't really kill a deer with anything except your arrow, your gear. I mean, your, the actual bow, the arrows, the, yeah. everything that goes on it, I guess you'd say that helps you, I guess, become the best archer that you can possibly be. Sure. Yep. There's always room for improvement. Right. At any level of shooter. Nobody can sit here and say that they are the best of the best of the best. They will make a mistake. It will happen in the field more so than target shooting in their yards because yeah. they're not in, they are no longer in a controlled environment. That's where that product's going to come in. That's where it's going to assist you and, and, and just keep your shots true. You know, and I've had guys say to me, well, do you think you could shoot without it? Of course I could. I did it for years without it. But now that I have it, why would I? Yeah. When 99.9% of my shots are exactly where they are every time. You know, I tell them I can also shoot without a peep sight, but why would I? I can train myself to do anything, really. But to have equipment available to guide you and keep your shots true is priceless because that's where it's going to count. Now, if you're saying that my accuracy is going to improve as much as uh, I think it is on this product, mm-hmm. are, do you do you uh, give kind of like a stipend or some kind of uh, insurance policy? So if I start Robin Hood and arrows or knocking <laughs> fletchings off or something like that, I can come to you and say, hey, I'm too accurate. <laughs> it's funny as you said that. You know, I remember a few years back I received an email from a guy asking that question. I wanted to know if I would guarantee the arrows he had broke using my product. <laughs> and I it kind of I kind of sat there and had to scratch the side of my head for a second, thinking, Wow, that's an awesome product. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'll tell guys it's it's great to see them arrows stacking up and I get tons of pictures and emails of Robin Hooded arrows. This is not a coincidence. 
It's all about proper hand placement. And I'll tell that person, just pick different dots. Yeah. Because you will start busting arrows. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, um, if people want to see some of those videos or, or get some more information on some of the stuff that we didn't cover today, uh, where, where should we send them? They can go to www.steadyform.com or they could just um, Google Steadyform and it'll bring you to the site, um, YouTube clips, whatever info you're looking for, it's out there. Gotcha. And uh, the last thing is um, you started, a, a, what did you say, TAC Driver TV. Tell us what that's about. TAC Driver TV is going to be a TV show. Now, I purchased the airtime already, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to air um, first and second quarter of 2017. So it's going to start January. And what I did there was I bought the platform to make everybody else the actual celebrity. So people that have steady forms, whether they, they bought one in the past or are deciding to buy one, um, if they go to Tag Driver TV, they can sign up as a member, get their steady form with, with their uh, official gear, which is the Tag Driver shirts and hats and stuff like that. And what that does is enter them into a type of a membership. So if they use the study form and they submit the footage. I will air their hunt so long as they follow the guidelines that's, that comes with it. You know, it, it's about promoting study form and showing its accuracy. So if they submit footage and I use it, which I will be putting up three hunts per week with no repeats, a lot of shows will do 13 episodes and then 13 repeats for 26 weeks. Oh, nice. I will not do that. I will keep it fresh every week and post three hunts per week. So if you're selected to be on there, I will compensate you with a $150 check and then enter you into a grand prize drawing, which consists of thousands in prizes and cash. Um, but, I, what I did was I got so many affiliate companies to kind of back the TV show. So they're not sponsors paying for the airtime. I'm paying for it. But they're affiliate partners that come on board. And when somebody signs up as a tax driver member, they receive major discounts to products because they're a member. I mean, some, were, some, some companies are giving upwards to 40% off a of product. And in return... I display their logos and advertise for them on the show. So it's not costing them anything for me to advertise them as long as they're giving my members discounts. Oh, nice. So it's a different approach to TV that gets people involved and lets them be the star versus watching the same thing over and over, this particular person going here and going there. It's an open book, so it doesn't necessarily have to be you shooting the biggest buck in the world. It could be you being creative and going squirrel hunting, for all that matters, showing the accuracy of the product. So it's a different approach to TV to get everybody involved in being part of the TV show. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. a different way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, it was my way of giving back. 
the people that supported me brought, bought product and helped me move forward with this company. So it was my way to give back, make it entertaining, make it fun, win some money, win some prizes, um, and move forward. And, and then it's advertising for me. So instead of me paying all this money for all these different types of advertising, I'd rather buy the airtime and give it to the viewers and say, here's your platform. Have fun with it. Nice. Yep. There you go. Well, hopefully that works off for you and best of luck Thank you. Uh, with everything else. Uh, thanks for taking time out of your day to come on the show and rep steady form. Um, I think the listeners are going to, are going to love uh, listening to this. Awesome. Thank you, Dan, for having me. And there you have it. Another podcast bites the dust on this Monday. Well, I guess uh, not really because this podcast will be online for you to consume, not just on Mondays, but uh, anytime really. So that's the magic of digital media. Anyway, I want to send a thank, a big thank you to Nick and Steadyform for coming on the show and repping their product. Um, those guys have also decided to take part in this week's Nine Finger Giveaway. And just like always, what you need to do is share the Facebook page or post, share the Facebook post on the Nine Finger Chronicles Facebook page that mentions this podcast. Then head over to Steadyform's Facebook page and comment, Nine Fingers sent me. And uh, I'll make sh when I pick the winner, I'll make sure that you shared it and you commented. And by doing that, you have automatically entered yourself into the into the drawing. And uh, I'll pick a random winner sometime later this week or the beginning of next. And what else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, quick reminder again for Exodus Trail Cameras. Make sure you head over to Exodus Trail Cameras uh, website, and it's uh, ExodusOutdoorGear.com. And if you decide to buy a trail camera, make sure you enter nine fingers in the checkout code, and that will allow you to save twenty dollars off your purchase. So the number nine fingers all together, and uh, you can save twenty bucks. And what else, what else? If you haven't already, you know, I say this every week, make sure you're checking out the Facebook page. Make sure you're checking out Instagram, Twitter. Follow me, click me, link me. Um, boy, that sounded like an innuendo. Anyway, uh, <laughs> make sure you guys are, are following me there. Um, if you're listening to this on iTunes, do me a favor, subscribe and leave a comment. Other than that, I hope everybody has a really good, exciting, awesome, fantastic, enthusiastic, boombastic week. And if you guys are out hunting or setting up a tree stand or tearing one down, or if you're just hanging out in a tree stand, be sure to wear your damn safety harness. Have a good week. <laughs>